Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Hey gang, big news in the world of We Hate Movies live appearances in this one. Well, you better get your holiday coat on because it's not happening until December. We're so excited. It's actually a hometown show for this Jersey boy. Only you. Jersey City's beautiful White Eagle Hall will be hosting the We Hate Movies podcast. And we're going to be talking about a Christmas movie. Eric Siska, what is that movie? Oh my God. Uh, (laughs) It is the Santa Claus, the original film. Not out of way. Is it original? Yeah, it's original. The first one. Tim Allen (laughs) finds a fat so falls off his roof. Yep. yep, we're going to be talking all about it on December 7th, which is a day that will live in infamy, <laughs> White Eagle Hall. I mean, it, it incidentally lives in infamy. We, right. We're just we're yeah. to the side of it. We're adding to the infamy. Yeah, it's, just, exactly. it's more infamy because this will be uh, our debut in Jersey City. And this is what it's come down to, folks. Steve Sadak refusing to get on planes, mm-hmm. refusing right. to get a driver's license to help That's out right. with rent-a-cars. I refuse to get on a train for this show. I'm fucking right. walking. Oh I gotta walk to the venue. So I guess this is the new normal, gang. Only wherever Steve's <laughs> legs can carry him. But it's an awesome venue, and it's really close to the train. If you're like you're in the, in the city or if you want to drive in from Pennsylvania, wherever. Mm-hmm. Right. The path train's not too far, right? path train's a, a stone's throw away. A stone's throw, folks. Come on out to the White Eagle Hall. That's right. Tickets are on sale now, so get them in advance. Get them fast. This is going to be a popular show. December 7th, White Eagle Hall, Jersey City, New Jersey. Tickets available right now at whmpodcast.com. It's Christmas time again. It's time to be nice to the people you can't stand. Now on today's program... That's right. We're getting to something we've promised for quite a long time. Everybody back in the pool. It's M. Night Shyamalan's Lady in the Water. I'm Andrew Jupin. Steven Sadak. Eric Siska. And we hate movies. I thought it was Los Angeles, Siska. Welcome to We Hate Movies on the Sideshow Network. Thank you for tuning in to our fine program as always. Now, this week, the summer blockbuster extravaganza goes for a swim. That's right. This is a blockbuster, man. Oh, Oh, sure. yeah. M. Night Shyamalan's The Lady in the Water. I guess just Lady in the Water from the grand depressing year of 2006. Awful year. Um, Good good year (laughs) if you like scrunts. (laughs) 
Is that if what they're called? They are scrunts, and there's some narfs. There's a little bit of the Tartutic. Not enough Tartutic, in my opinion. Oh, this yeah. movie needs about like three or four more Tartutics, I think, and then it would be on the right track. A couple of dewbacks and nerf herders. Is, is the eagle just an eagle? Did I miss that? Is it just like a Tartutic, a blah, 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 and a fucking eagle? Are the Tartutics the, the monkey hedgehogs? Yeah, the monkey things. Oh, oh, and then the eagle's just an eagle. Why is it like Eagle Atrix or something? Or Eagle Atrix? What the fuck? Is that like a Wachowski DVD? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think Steve's point is that M. Night Shyamalan bothered to come up with so many stupid names for so many stupid things. Oh, right, right, the least right, he could right. do is come up with a name for this eagle. And to be fair, maybe he did. But file this under who could possibly care. File the whole darn movie there. Now, oh, man, this was hard to follow. It was hard to follow. This is like the fifth time I've seen this movie. Now, for fans who have been around for a long time. Of Lady in the Water? Fans <laughs> of Lady in the Water? No, no, no. Fans of We Hate Movies. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I was saying those don't exist. Uh, years and years and years ago, we did a live commentary on this in the fine city of Philadelphia. And I believe that night I swore. I would never watch this movie again. <laughs> uh, one of Andrew Juven's grand proclamations. <laughs> Yet here I found myself at 12:30 a.m. watching this. Shit I was last so night. bummed to rewatch this movie, even though, like, yeah, like you said, I think it was either three or four years ago. It was a little while ago now. It was know? enough ago that I, I guess, I forgot my promise. But I, it was not enough ago that I could deal with this movie again. Yeah, that's fair. Um, now, here's a big question. Did either of you see this in theaters? Oh, no. Not in a million years. Actually, the I, I, first time I saw it was like the day before we did the commentary. On oh, it is that probably, right? Yeah. Oh, good for you, because I totally saw this in theaters. I was kind of in... I mean, like, I wasn't as down on the village as, men, as many people were at the time. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess that, that, I wasn't I, either. I don't know. I, was, I, was, I think I was a little down on it, yeah. But the, the movie is better... But, I was still into like, oh, well, that was a bad one. You know, like, ah, you know, you get one bad one. Well, because that, I mean, I haven't rewatched it in a dog's age. I think since like the early days of DVD. But I remember liking. DVD. Yeah. You ever Re- see those ads? Oh, yeah, where it's advertising, like, the new format. Digital video disc. (laughs) Get your VHS tapes ready to get fucked. Because here comes digital video discs. We're going to fuck your tapes to death. (laughs) Oh, you like Goodfellas? How about you flip that shit? Because it's DVD. It looks about the same as your VHS tape, but now you can get it in fun aspect ratios. (laughs) Don't worry, Casino. We're flipping you, too. Schindler, that list was a little long. I, I say that as a person who owns that DVD and flipped it before. Oh, oh you flip, man. You're flipping it, huh? I flipped it, dude. I wa- Yeah, I watched Schindler's List one night after work when I was working the night shift. Uh-huh. Got home at about 9 in the morning, put that on. Yeah. And then it's noon. Then it's noon. That's the way you live your life. Were you considering killing yourself at any point in that <laughs> yeah, evening? Yeah. <laughs> no, well, in general, that was a tough time for me. Um. So I was saying that's probably the last time I watched The Sixth Sense. Yeah. Uh, Unbreakable, I think, is a great movie. I think sure. it's probably his best movie. I am not one of those people that thinks that movie should have had a sequel. There's, You'll get those those weirdos out there like, oh, man, that's yeah. a franchise that could have well, happened. I, 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 compa- I, compared to everything else he's done, yeah. I think he should have given that. You know. I, mean, I was sort of on that Unbreakable sequel train a well, little they, bit. 
It's not like there was much to lose. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, if he went and did signs and then it was like Unbreakable 2 instead of The Village, okay. Yeah. Okay, let's just, you know, let's go through it. Like, signs, what did you guys think of signs? I think signs is a good movie. I, I, li- I liked it. I think I it's fine. Seen... I haven't seen it in a very long time. But I, I, it's boat. one of the better, like, later, mid, late, before he went super racist Mel Gibson's, you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, that was right before you had to feel awkward watching a movie with Mel Gibson in it. Mm-hmm. You, yeah, guys, no. you guys feel awkward? <laughs> hey, you do have that terrifying point uh, with the South American birthday and that alien's just like, ah! like, oh, fuck! That's like the scene that I was like, this is a pretty good movie. <laughs> Did I ever tell you my story? Check you your pants again. Hey, this is a pretty good movie. When we watched that movie as a group at the multiplex, I believe Chris Cabin was there, uh, RIP. Um, D. <laughs> D. Oh, excuse me. D. D is for when it's fake. Chris Cabin's turned into a DVD. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Chris Cabin's fucking your VHS tapes to death. <laughs> You're going to want to flip that, Cabin. <laughs> It's a big one. Uh, we were watching signs, and right at that part where the alien runs past the alleyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a massive brownout in New York State happened. Oh and shit! The theater lost power immediately, and these giant floodlights turned on. And I'd never seen this happen before. And I was like, "This movie's getting good." <laughs> and we were all we were all like shit in our pants, man. And then the power was out for like two days. Yeah, I, I, I have a similar thing when I was watching Castaway, uh-huh. the oh, Tom yeah. Hanks movie, when the plane, the FedEx plane, was going down, and there was all these sirens in the plane. And it was like, "Oh my god, this is a big thing." The fire alarm started going off in the theater at the same time, and I had the same thing. This movie's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> and then they made us leave. <laughs> that happened with me with the Blade, the original Blade. Oh, really? After he the... kills that fat, uh, that fat vampire, it's just like there was the the the, the siren went on, they, the, the lights went on. We're like, oh, and then it went off. And, and I was like, this me... movie's getting good. <laughs> you thought blood might come out of the ceiling? <laughs> <laughs> A blood rave on DVD. <laughs> um, I. But then the, the village is not, and I rewatched it. It's probably oh, an episode. But it's not as bad as you think it is because the all of his these movies look great. This movie yeah. as well looks great. Yeah. How, how how about that cameo? Is it good in that? Dude, he's playing a fucking dumbass park ranger yeah, right? in that movie. Hi, I'm a park ranger. This Hi, is... I'm now, I'm a writer now. <laughs> I'm sorry for killing your wife, Mel Gibson. Hi, I did that too. Oh right. Yeah. That's that was the first of like, are you kidding me, dude? <laughs> like, you know and this one goes to much further because that's a, like a real important role in signs. Like the dude who kill is like I'm so sorry for what I did to you and yours. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm, I'm a bad person. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Lemonade, please. <laughs> Maybe you're just a featured extra, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Well, because like, I love the whole thing is like he's obsessed with Hitchcock and he loved like how Hitchcock had. Cameos. Oh, you don't say. You know what Hitchcock <laughs> had? Fucking cameos. Yeah. Not these. Not lines. Not not, not crucial huge. characters. In these movies, and this movie is no different. Well, Jimmy Stewart, I, I, I'm the woman you're obsessed with. It's <laughs> my terrible hitch. <laughs> well, Cary Grant, no, I'm just waiting for a bus. Oh, is that plane coming for you? 
Uh, yeah, and in this movie, it's no different because he's like, hi, I'm the savior of humanity. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, what? you fucking arrogant dude, man. It's just, and this movie is so, like, you know, the village, as stupid as that ending is, there's real tension throughout, throughout most of it. And oh, yeah. And pretty good performances. I think Adrian Brody is doing the best he can with a really bad role. I'll tell you what, dude. I have no memory of Adrian Brody being in that movie. Isn't Joaquin Phoenix in that movie? He is as well, yes. Uh, and Bryce Dallas Howard's yep. in that movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think M. Night Shyamalan's in that movie. He is. <laughs> uh, do you have a William Hurt in that movie? You do. He's the one who started the whole thing. Oh, it's like him, Sigourney Weaver, maybe? Brendan Gleeson's in it, too? Oh, <laughs> no, not Sigourney Weaver. Brendan Gleeson. <laughs> Well, no, I think you're thinking of Brendan Gleeson. No, they're both. <laughs> who's, who's that gorgeous actress that's an alien? Oh, Brendan Gleeson? <laughs> I gotta rewatch The Village. That's some fucking twist. Get the fuck away from me! <laughs> I love him yelling at those people in 28 Days Later. so good. <laughs> uh, that's it. I, whenever I get eye drops, I always think of that fucking crow blood going in his eyeball. <laughs> what are the odds? <laughs> Brendan Gleeson stars in Bad Day with Bad Luck. <laughs> so, like, so this movie is... Paul oh, but then, wait a second. Uh, sorry, but no, no, then no. after this is The Happening, which is one of the dumbest movies. I, I would watch that movie five days a week. Whoa. As opposed Let's to do a this. podcast where every episode is a minute of the <laughs> happening. Get listening. I would watch that. As opposed to watch this movie again. The happening, at least, is stupid. What's happening? Welcome back to our podcast. <laughs> oh, on yeah. The happening. Copyright We Hate Movies Entertainment LLC. There it is. What's Actually, happening? I have not seen it. Oh, dude. I, I, I don't it's know not, why. It's, not, I, it's bad. I keep Still fucking happy. falling for it, though, man. I saw that what? shit in theaters. Really? The only reason I didn't see After Earth in theaters is because I didn't know he directed it until we did an episode on it. So. Let's finish up this filmography real quick. Yeah, sure, no, I think what's, we, what's I think after? We just did. No, there is something. It's after Earth. After Last the... Airbender. Last Airbender. Oh, I did right. not see that. that I saw seen. in theaters. Hachi Machi. My favorite line in any movie is Asif Manvi looking at somebody else. I'm not sure who else is in that movie. Looks like my apo- my my condolences on your son burning to death in a fire. <laughs> Yeah, it's nice. It's pretty, pretty nice. It's, it's a terrible movie. That's, that's a stay tuned as well. Oh, he also did this movie called, I don't know, have you guys heard about this? It's called The Sixth Sense. <laughs> oh, no, he made another one last year, right? A horror movie? The like Visit. A oh, The Visit, I right. Not I have not seen No, no, Eric, no one saw that movie. I heard some okay things. Yeah, there are people that will tell you that that's a good movie, but I'll tell you what. And After Earth was a previous episode. Oh, man, you right. see a really... A chilling, empty movie theater? Ooh, isn't that kind of creepy <laughs> for the visit? Creepy. That could be a trilogy right Wait, there. He also directed Praying with Anger in 1992 and Wide Awake in 1998. Nobody remembers his romantic comedies that he made before The Sixth Sense. But, like, you know, I mean, it's it's still a D, like, if you're doing the average. Which one's still a D? His his average film score Oh, oh the whole overall. thing? Yeah, that's still a you D. Get, you get enough Fs in there, man. You exactly. Get, you get just, enough goose eggs, you're in trouble for just the semester. Because, yeah, just because un, Unbreakable and uh, Sixth Sense are A's. Like, yeah, you started out the semester strong, <laughs> but you got a bad case of fucking senioritis, M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> exactly. And the midterm counted for 20% of your grade, <laughs> and it was called The Last Airbender. So this movie is, um, it's Paul Giamatti. Is Cleaning a pool for two hours? Yes. It's, Sorry. It's, 
you know, you know where you want a a a, 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 a Miami style bungalow house in Philadelphia that yeah. you can enjoy one month out of the year. <laughs> Well, you know, the thing is, with, with the whole cleaning the pool thing, I think the problem with everything in this movie is that Paul Giamatti isn't cleaning enough. Do your fucking job. You're the superintendent. Why? Oh, oh, wait. There are vicious grass dogs called scrunts running through your, your fucking field? Why do you have a field? Why, why is there all this tall grass? Cut the grass! Yeah, that's actually true. They wouldn't be able to hide in there if you mowed every once in a while. The, the instant I see a scrunt, I'm getting out the mower. <laughs> no, you know what I'm doing? I'm writing the landlord. Yeah, that's well, true. Well, he's the superintendent. He's supposed to be doing this stuff, but he's a lazy piece of fucking shit. Well, Eric, his family was murdered when he went out for ice cream or oh, whatever did, happens uh, in that movie. M. Night Shyamalan, did he, like, hit him with a car? <laughs> oh, no, I'm such a bad driver. I keep hitting all of my protagonist's family with my car. That's, like, the most awkward part of this movie is Bryce Dallas Howard's, like, sitting half nude on his couch, and she's like... You went out to get something. You weren't home. Someone came into your house who didn't belong there. He murdered your wife and children. So, uh, you gonna help me get back in this pool or what? <laughs> and what? he's just like stone faced. What is, uh, what is, um, Shyamalan's, uh, cameo in The Sixth Sense? I haven't seen that in so long. I can't even tell you. Ooh. It's small enough that I don't remember, which is a good cameo. Oh, is, is he, uh, I don't think he is, but I'm like, is he the guy that, that Bruce Willis's wife was seeing after him? Maybe no, not. no. That's, it's, that's a, certainly a big enough role. Yeah, I don't remember. I'm just thinking of what is a small pivotal role in that film. <laughs> I know he's a doctor in Unbreakable. He might be a doctor in. I'm looking uh, up the IMDb the, uh, Tribune here to see maybe if I can. He might be a doctor in Six Sense. I don't know. Who like talking to Samuel L. Jackson? Yeah, he's a do- he's a doctor. who's like. Your husband didn't have any bruises at all. Doctor no Hill. Bones. Yeah, he's, I think he's a doctor in both those movies. Yeah, he's oh. a doctor in uh, the Sixth Sense. And let's, hey guys, let's check out Unbreakable one minute at a time. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, yeah. it's it's a, it's a it's a an apartment building. And the thing is, this movie on paper has a great cast. It has an excellent cast on paper. Every single person in this movie is wasting their time. Mm-hmm. Speaking of wasting time, uh, M. Night in uh, Unbreakable plays stadium drug dealer. Oh, I'm, I'm conflating the two. That's right. Yeah, he's a stadium drug dealer. Oh, now I do remember that part. Like Bruce Willis kind of like, like... Hey, get out of here. Yeah. That, oh, that's right. I remember hey, that now. Hey, I could touch you and I could see like that you're a stadium drug dealer and... <laughs> I'm the stadium police, so please leave. Oh, I forgot he's like a security guard right, in that yeah. movie. Right, 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 right. That's cool. I'm glad we straightened that out. You're welcome. M. Night what? Cameos. One minute at a time. <laughs> All the M. Night Cameos. <laughs> yeah, this is this is an excellent cast of actors. You got Paul G. running up the... And he's on fire at this point. This is fucking... This is like 96 Jordan, the Paul Giamatti run, right? This is like after oh, yeah. Sideways. Well, this was Sideways like, is like 04. Mm-hmm. Exploded on the scene, I'll man. Fucking make it rain in here. Tomahawk oh, yeah. dunk. <laughs> Even, you know, after Sideways, I was like, this guy is a revelation. He's the guy, right? This is, this I mean, is, especially to be quite honest, if you're a fat cinephile guy, you're like, sure. that's me. And you're. You you you, ha- you root for him. Also, you you put him next to Thomas Hayden Church, and suddenly <laughs> yes. he's looking amazing. Yeah, it's the Luke Longley of that analogy. <laughs> oh, bravo! Yeah. It's 
It is outright criminal, though, that Thomas Hayden Church walked away with an Academy Award nomination for that movie, Mm -hmm. and Giamatti got the snub and did not go on to get a nomination until Cinderella Man, which he's also great in. He's great in that movie. Um, But, yeah, excellent actor right there. Bob Balaban, usually a fairly entertaining uh, comedian, side character. I think he's great. I love Bob Balaban. I love uh, Bob Balaban in Altered States when he's yelling about God and tearing down the whole fucking world. Oh, yeah, and he's like smoking weed the entire time Mm -hmm. in that movie. That's one of the most casual party scenes you'll ever see in a movie. (laughs) Bob Balaban's walking around with like a, a plate of joints. I think he was. Isn't he a stoned up scientist in 2011, the year we come back, or whatever the hell that that's 2010, 2010, the year we make contact? Yeah. I don't remember. I think it's entirely that possible. That might have been M. Night. Oh, M. Night was there too, you think? <laughs> yep. I'm selling drugs to all these scientists on the moon. <laughs> you know who's a surprise? Of- <laughs> it's a small but pivotal role. Uh, Woo! You know who uh, is a surprise in this movie for me was Jared Harris. Yeah. Just yeah. showing up as one of those idiots in that obnoxious apartment. With like two lines. You got Jeffrey Wright like just doing nothing in this movie. He's literally doing a crossword puzzle for most of his role. Uh, uh, the great, uh, what's his face? Um, M. Night Shyamalan? <laughs> oh, yeah, just fantastic. No, um, <laughs> Fartso, the clown. No, his name is... <laughs> Which character are you thinking of? <laughs> thinking Let's start there. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Let's do it minute by minute. What, tell me. <laughs> it, it's the uh, the guy that doesn't say much. He's in uh, Rachel Getting Married. Oh, Bill Irwin. Of Bill course. Bill Irwin. Uh, Bill Irwin's a fantastic actor. Absolutely. And a fantastic clown, actually. He is a fantastic clown. I've seen him do clowning before. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's great. He's He's a, his name is Fartso? <laughs> no, that I made up. <laughs> okay. Um and yeah, I mean, uh, Mary Beth Hurts in this movie, she's great. You've got like nothing but really good actors top to bottom, and M. Night is just fucking holding on to the biggest role. And it's a bad movie no matter what. But, but like, <laughs> this, this fucking story, man. Like, here's. Oh, the... oh you mean Bryce Dallas Howard, whose uh, name is Story? Is oh. that her name? Yeah. yeah man. Oh, oh boy. Story, don't OD on my couch, man. <laughs> oh, where's my black fucking medical book? I thought he was talking to the movie. <laughs> Oh, it's flatlining. Story, don't die on me. Come on, movie. <laughs> Keep it together. Paul G needs this. <laughs> I need a hit. I need a fucking M. Night hit. <laughs> Fucked it up again, Giamatti. You were fucking riding so high. <laughs> Went from Alexander Payne to M. Night fucking Shyamalan. You're four years late on Shyamalan, Giamatti. Four <laughs> years too late. You saw the village. You knew what you were getting into, you fucking idiot. <laughs> Hey, Paul, you're uh, due on set in five minutes. Oh, thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. <laughs> thanks a lot, Kevin. <laughs> Tell M. Knight I'm having a blast working on this. Oh, this is good. so uh, much he, fun. He actually wants to run lines with you later because he's uh, your main uh, 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 protagonist in this film. All right, I'll be there in a minute, Kevin. I'll be in the bathroom cutting my throat in this trailer. <laughs> so he's a... Uh, there, there, it, we're in Philadelphia, as per always in the M. Night world. Did you read the thing on the Tribune about being in Philly, no. by the way? Because it's the M. Night verse, right? It's yeah. All... He, he insisted on it being like close to Philly. Yeah. And so where they decided to build this building... Because, by the way, they built this building and what? built this pool. Because it doesn't make any sense to have a building with a pool in it. This is like an... A, you know, a Palmetto-style building complex. Yeah, I was singing... The first time I saw this movie, I was singing the theme song to Melrose Place in my head. <laughs> the entire time. 
Uh, no, so he said he demanded that the the they film no more than uh, forty five minutes outside the city, and this fucker timed the drive supposedly, and it was forty three minutes, and they set up the the set there. Chalk that up to who could possibly care? No, I mean I think because he had a house nearby, right? Oh, do you think it's just a commute? Thing? Yeah, it was, it was from so. his own house. You wanted to be you wanted to get home, man. Man, that sucks. Yeah, it's pretty stupid. <laughs> <laughs> pretty uh, pretty dumb way to make a movie there. So we, we open yeah. with Paul Giamatti killing a bug. And he <laughs> and it's like it's this impossible bug you don't see. The weird thing about this movie is... Could have been a scrum. <clears throat> he's like tormenting this family, by the way. He's like, now I don't want to alarm you, but this thing's the biggest fucking bug I've ever seen. <laughs> Stand back, family. Uh, the weird thing about this movie is the race stuff. Like, what, there's white people. Go on. Th- there's white people that are just white people. There's uh, Paul. Uh, there's M Night Shyamalan and his sister, who are just you know Indian Americans. By the way, the the woman playing the sister is the woman who plays Saul's wife on Homeland. Oh, nice. Yep, playing She's... like a valley girl in this movie. But everyone else, like the, there's an, a- an Asian family and this this Hispanic family, and the, the that are so ridiculously stereotypical. Uh, yeah, you're right. The Asian is partif- is uh, specifically very bad. This yeah. like Korean mother and her daughter, I think it is. Ugh. It's just Holy like, why can't like, and you know that the actor just doesn't talk like this. It's like you know what I mean. Like you know that's not what she does. And yeah. You're just doing it like it's funnier. And this also, way, like, question mark. Can we stop <laughs> acting like this apartment building is terrible? Yeah, it's it beautiful. Looks pretty fucking nice. Oh yeah, I love that this is supposed to be a dump, right? What a fucking shithole. Also, can we stop pretending that all these people talk to each other oh, and God. know each other? That's no the way biggest offense of this movie. Well, it's also this movie takes place in 1941 because I was like, oh, hello, Mr. Johnson. How are you? Oh, I'm fine, Miss, Miss Rosewood. How are you? This would <laughs> hello, be Mr. Heap. A way better movie and everything would make more sense if it was set in the 1940s. Yeah, absolutely. And I would sort of buy this like bullshit fairy tale magical stuff, right? If it were set then, I don't know why, but having it set in like essentially 2006, like I'm not buying it. No. We're too much of a jaded society. All these people—that's th- the point, Andrew. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> All these people that Giamatti like rounds up to participate in this buffoonery. <laughs> No way is this happening in 2006. He's getting 100% go fuck yourselves and a door slammed in his face. Yeah, my super is like, you want to come out and throw a party? No, but it's really about my this magical lady that's hanging out in my house. Yeah, okay, go home and jerk off, pal. I'm closing <laughs> the door now. Well, actually, the, the beginning of this movie is the fucking stick figures. Oh, and the narration yeah. of this like iMovie shit that I think starts this movie. It's supposed to be like cave paintings. Yeah. I'm sure it is. And you know That's what? That's how far back it goes. I may be wrong here, but I do believe this narration is none other than David Ogden Steers. Oh, nice. Yeah, getting a little work in. Some post-mash work. <laughs> I don't know. I'm always a sucker for a good David Ogden Steers thing. It's kind of like because William Hootkins is dead. Yeah. So it's the closest I can come to Porkins now is David Ogden Steers. <laughs> I think he died too. Actually. Is he dead? I'm pretty sure he's oh, dead. Oh, no. <laughs> now I'm even further from Porkins. Further from Porkins, the Andrew Jupin story. <laughs> Not far enough. <laughs> Touche. But, yeah, it's this whole, it's this, this narration of, like, 
before time immemorial there and that, and we're it's like and there were ocean people and here's the thing <laughs> you tell me this shit once that's all I, you at a certain point M night you just got to let your movie stand this movie is telling you what it is the entire the, time. Oh, sure. The entire thing is the explanation, and then it's over. It's like, <laughs> I have no idea. Like, what did I fucking watch? So why even have this overwrought beginning sequence where you're telling me the whole thing anyway? And right. then the yeah, whole time I need to, to watch hear it. it in an offensive Asian accent soon enough. <laughs> <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Now, <sighs> yeah, I don't know. I was just about to try to make a point to this, like, being worthwhile, this animation, but it's totally not. No. It's useless. Oh, this is what I was going to say. You know how you make this movie better, by the way? Paul Giamatti fucking goes into this blue world that I keep having yeah, to hear about. Yeah, that's something. Why is this a bottle movie? We never leave this fucking apartment complex. The blue world? Yeah. Is that where the Gungans and the <laughs> Binks hang out? What? Jar Jar Binks is what he's talking about. And, and, uh, oh. Ah, jeez, now I'm on Naboo. Oh, how'd I get to Naboo? This ain't good. Well, he almost goes to Naboo in this movie. Isn't that pool for 22 minutes or however long he's holding his breath? Fan theory. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yours or someone else's <laughs> developed no, on the internet? Oh, okay. He dies. Or he goes crazy from this. And that's, <laughs> that's the explanation for everything. Oh, so, so he's got brain damage? <laughs> <laughs> That's what you're saying? Yeah. At the end of the movie, it just cuts to him. Everyone, now, everyone's still there. Bob Balban's still alive. Uh, by the way, he dies in this somehow. And he Paul gets murdered Giamatti, by a scrunt. Pay attention. Yeah. Paul Giamatti <laughs> is sitting on like a, like a lawn chair next to the pool, just drool coming out of his <laughs> mouth. You know? Yeah. He's like totally not there anymore. And this was all just like the gobbledygook and his brain damaged head so actually that kind of makes sense only because that's the only way all these tenants would come out and help him with this fucking scheme (laughs) oh of course mr heap right this way we are happy to help you oh a narf i know exactly what a narf is Uh oh here comes this grunt (laughs) (laughs) oh no it's this grunt and his name is Cleveland. Cleveland Heap. That's what a, a fake is, fucking name. I'd yep. be like, oh, man, you know, that guy's hiding from something. <laughs> yeah, totally. <gasps> that. Oh, my God. Maybe the mafia killed his family. <laughs> oh, I'm yes. Witness protection. Also, oh, yeah. man, you know, I'm almost like the Punisher, but I became a superintendent instead. <laughs> yeah, I could kill people for a living, but I chose to clean pools <laughs> and kill bugs. <laughs> That's also another way you make this movie visually interesting is when Bryce Dallas Howard's, like, telling him that stuff. You flash back and see that shit happen. Oh, yeah. Not just her saying shit. (laughs) Like, I know the truth about your family. Flashback. Giamatti coming home with a paper bag full of groceries. Dead kids everywhere. They found me. I don't know how, but they found (laughs) me. Oh, Oh, no, the Federales. (laughs) Come on, bucket of... Animal pornography? <laughs> Let's get out of here. <laughs> I told him I was going to make him a porn. <laughs> Sold him a My Little Pony DVD. So we meet everybody. Uh, we we meet them through Bob Balaban, who's a movie critic, by the way. And you know what? Uh-huh. Movie critics are a bunch of jerks. Oh, oh, what an asshole. Like, you know what? You don't get to do this because it turns out you directed The Village, dude. <laughs> Well, this is his response. This is the retaliation, I know. And, and then, you don't get to do that if you fucking wrote and directed and kind of starred in the village. No, Sorry, and I then are up in wife. the middle of writing, directing, and starring the fucking lady in the water, or <laughs> a lady in the water, or lady in the water. I believe it's just lady in the water. Hey, lady in the water. 
Get out. <laughs> that's that's a movie I want to watch. <laughs> so that, that's a good review, actually. And that's Bob like ba- a Gene Shalit. Bob Balaban's <laughs> just a jerk, you know, like whatever. And also, it's annoying. He does this. Uh, he's got this line where he's like. Um, yeah, I moved here from Los Angeles to write theater and film reviews for the local paper. Come on, please make up a newspaper if you must. Or if this is so, if you love Philadelphia so much, use a Philadelphia paper, which I don't know which one it is. Maybe they tried and they were like, uh, no. We saw the village. Well, yeah. No. Ooh, no. <laughs> love six cents. Bye. <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be a no. Hey, what are you thinking about Unbreakable 2? Call us <laughs> that. <laughs> so, yeah, he goes around. He's literally showing this dude to, like, all the characters. Oh, Freddy Rodriguez from Sixth Sense, or uh, Six Feet Under, rather, is in this. Who's it- also a good actor. He's a good actor. Um, this is a useless character. He's, like, only exercising one half of his body. Ugh, that's yeah, cute. like a comic relief. Like, it's a gag. He's like, oh, I'm like a scientist. I just want to see what's mm. going on. And he's... He looks like a fucking small soldier in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, men, fall out! <laughs> God. That's probably an episode, right? It sure is. <laughs> oh, also, uh, for no reason whatsoever, but it's possibly due to him discovering... Uh, the dead bodies of his entire family that Paul Giamatti has a stutter in this movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's one of those, like, he's really, like, choking on air stutters. Uh-huh. It's only so that, like, when he's around her, it stops so he can say, my stutter's gone. And you're like, well, fucking fantastic. So let's get into it. He's like, oh, someone's uh-huh. hanging out in my fucking pool, man. Hey, lady, get out of the pool. There's all this sexy red hair that keeps getting left in the filter. Oh God! <laughs> I'm gonna make a person out of all this hair. He has the pool guy, like the, the, the like this pool cleaner guy, show up, and he, the guy's just like giving him a lot of shit. And he's just like, <laughs> "You having parties out here? You're uh, you level me. You're putting a bubble bath in this pool, having a little party." I don't get why this dude's complaining about bubble bath. Well, What's, no, because there's this weird line. Like, it's like slimy. The water is unreasonably slick, which is like, ew, what are you doing in that pool, dude? Yeah, I'm coming in it. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking run this building. I'll come in this pool. Look, it's fall. It's Philadelphia. No one's coming in here until fucking July. I can come in this pool all I want. <laughs> My fucking family's dead. Don't tell me where I can and can't come. The sign clearly says my family was murdered. Swim at your own risk. No fucking lifeguard. You're doing great, G. Keep it going. Oh, my God. (laughs) So, yeah, this dude's like, you got to stop having these parties. He's like, I swear there's nobody in here and whatnot. Cut to that night. He's, like, taking the garbage out or whatever task he's Why assigned. is there garbage on every floor of this thing? Like, a public garbage? That doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Oh, I don't know. That Chalk actually, it up to it being a bad movie. Sure, yeah, okay. actually doesn't make a lot of sense. Like, that a is. massive building like that, maybe you've got a shoot situation. Yes, you've got to shoot. Right. But you're all just having to walk to a garbage room, man. Mm-hmm. But Giamatti's just, like, working seven days a week to keep this shithole clean. But he doesn't. No. And that's what drives me nuts, is this guy can't be bothered to do his job. We see it numerous times where people are, like, he goes to one uh, uh, family's residence, and he's, he's like, oh, I guess I'll fix the toilet. 
And the dude is like in the bathroom and the wife goes to the door and, and he's just like, yeah, I had the plumber fix it uh, earlier this week. Uh, don't tell him, though. I don't want him to feel bad. Oh, Everyone oh. just feels bad for him all the time. That's tough. And nobody knows about his murdered family. I mean, think how they'd be treating him then. It's that guy that jerks off of the pool all the time, right? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Let him pretend fix the toilet. <laughs> Come on in. See what's wrong with him, oh, Mr. Shit. Heap. Is he calling the pool by his wife's name? <laughs> Dead wife's name. Oh, Lord. Oh, oh and, uh, <laughs> There's definitely one part, also speaking of him being lazy, is like when um, when he encounters M. Knight and his sister in the laundry room or whatever, and he's like, uh, hey, Mr. Heap, that light above my desk is still broken. And he's like, oh, I could fix that today. Well, because he only does it because he's on his little mission for his little sexy girlfriend. Oh, yeah. Right. So... Because he's now looking for a writer, right? Jesus. Is this what's happening So he, right. fi- like, he finds her and, like, she passes out or something? Well, no, no he, so he, he ju- almost... He, this is... It's so stupid. So she jumps in the pool. He's like, hey, get out of there. And he stands and waits. And she doesn't come up because she can breathe underwater, I right, guess. Or something. She's yeah. Aquaman. Uh, so he's the like, hey... of Aquaman. Hey, this is getting dangerous. And, like, he jumps in to save her. Uh, can't find her. He gets out of the pool and then like instantly slips and falls. And hilariously, this is another fan theory right here. This is like when a wrestler like hits the mat outside of the ring and he's got to take a breather. Yeah, and he's really just rolling all over the place. <laughs> like this is what Giamatti does, and he rolls back into the pool. And it's like, no, Giamatti, roll the other way. Well, he's just out of it, and then she saves him. He wakes up on his bed, and there's, holy crap, it's a beautiful woman in my house. I must be dead. <laughs> and that maybe he is, and this is what's happening right before he dies. Or she's like a dangerous uh, bag lady, and, <laughs> and he's got the brain damage now. Oh, it's like The Shining, and like she appears beautiful to him, but really she's like a, a rotten bathtub corpse. Precisely. Well, that's the weird thing, though. And I'm glad we're talking about it. Is like so. This lady's just you know this this junkie lady. We'll call her a junkie because <laughs> what else would she be swimming in a pool that's not her own? And a rowdy teen. <laughs> this could be a case of rowdy teen. No, she's in her 20s. She's a junkie. So this junkie lady, right, mm-hmm. is swimming in your pool. You almost die. She saves you. She's in your house, and you're like, hey, you gotta get out of here. She's like, and she like speaks some junkie nonsense. <laughs> And she, you're like, all right. She's like, oh, I'm so scared to go out there. He's like, all right, all right. You can stay until you're not so scared. You know what's happening? Later that night, some uh-huh. big dude's coming to your house saying, you owe him 350 bucks. Yep. He didn't care what happened in that apartment. That's what's going on. <laughs> and I don't need that. I've been there and I don't need that. Whoa. That would, no. again, make this movie interesting. Mm-hmm. It, if would, it would be something. It, it would be, be something. A conflict that's not out of uh, uh, a made up weird storybook. Yes. Which is the ultimate problem with this movie. So he's like, you can hang out for a little bit, uh, but then you got to go. And this, this is, it's a transition. That needs to be explained a little bit. Sometimes you can just transition from scene to scene in a film and everybody follows along. Sure. So bear with me now. There's like a high angle shot looking down. Paul Giamatti's like looking at her sitting on his couch and he's like, you're going to have to go. And it like fades to black. Remember which cushion she's on, Giamatti. (laughs) (laughs) We cut. We fade back in. And he is on the couch and she's like sleeping in his arms. And it's like, hey, Giamatti. 
How'd you wind up like this? What base is this? This is like what? This is kind of first base. I'm bunting. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, he's bunting already. <laughs> he I mean, sure is, man. And he wakes up and he's like, "How did this happen?" And I'm like, "You know, somebody knows yeah. how this happened, man." Yeah. And you know, is she naked or she's like almost naked or something? She's got like a shirt on, I believe. And that's it, I think. Well, she, she wears his shirt, and the whole movie's like. Story, story, I can't talk to you. you got to cover up here, man. <laughs> and he falls asleep. Yeah. And then he wakes up and she's hugging him like a koala bear. Well, that's, that's how the Narfs found him. His insipid loneliness had drawn them <laughs> to the direst place in the world. Wow, you might. So if you don't kill yourself when you should, a mm. Narf might come. Oh, that's around. right. It's like you, you, you were going to do it and you chickened out. Now a narf's coming to help now, me out. Now, Steve, explain to the folks at home what a narf is. A narf? Because I don't know. Um, <laughs> a narf is a... I mean, you'd, you'd call it a nymph, probably, and that's... All right, people, one, one of the... Uh, someone says a sea nymph. Sea nymph, water fairies. But so that's also, a nymphomaniac. Okay. No, I, but that's a, that's a different, uh, different nymph. Oh, that's too bad. <laughs> So go on, Steve. Nar- uh, narf it up. She's a muse, essentially. Like you right. know, that's that's her that's her her role. But we also find out that she's not just a narf man. She's the madam narf. <laughs> now hold on a second. So he, she's like running a cat house. <laughs> I yeah, I think she's like Dolly Parton in the best little whorehouse in Texas. <laughs> uh, she's running the show. Elliot Spitzer's client number nine. <laughs> Is that what we're talking about? Well, client nine was Elliot Spitzer. Right, he's yeah. yeah he's that's, that's what he said. Oh, 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 oh. I thought you were saying Elliot Spitzer's client nine. Oh yeah. Well, that I guess if no, that's Alex Gibney's client. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> correct. Yes. Um, yeah. So there's this this narf thing, and she's supposed to be inspiring some. Now here's the thing. This is so convoluted and stupid, as you can hear at home. We're getting confused trying to explain this to you. That Paul Giamatti has to have this explained to him by a a seventy year old Korean woman. Uh, numerous times in the numerous movie. times that's my biggest problem and I wrote it in my notes like tell me this thing in one sitting and stop bothering these people <laughs> exactly and this like, woman just wants to get on with her life and you know what dude go on the fucking internet dude yeah. like you yep. know if this old lady knows it it's on the internet that's exactly it's right 2006 uh, legally he can't go on the internet anymore <laughs> <laughs> oh I have to stay 500 feet from all computers that's why I live in the pool house no computers back here FBI also conspicuously only one child in the building <laughs> Yeah, that's right. I, I mean, like, whatever. It's, it's like a sad, lonely person's apartment, I guess, or something. I don't know. I thought it looked kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Except for that shower stall. That was pretty disgusting. Yeah, the thing is, like, he just lives in filth. <laughs> kind of does. <laughs> so he, she's, she's like, I'm too afraid to go. I was like, what the fuck are you afraid of? It's, it's nice out there. It's Philadelphia. It's beautiful. <laughs> and there is a, a, okay. a, a scrunt. Which I know you're about to ask me, Eric, which is a grass wolf. Oh, that I do. That lays preternaturally flat uh, and yep. can rise up and do other things. Like, much like Gumby. <laughs> I believe oh, really? these things are built like a Gumby. And so, is there like a. The, so, they, the thing is, like, they're in that tall grass near his bungalow. Yeah. And they disappear into it and come out of it because he never fucking cuts it. But maybe if they've got Gumby power. 
Oh, they can go through a book? Yeah, there's like a book back there. There's just like a <laughs> random book. They're hiding in the book. Oh, dude, and then you just shred that book with the lawnmower. Yeah. You hit that book with the lawnmower, and it's like, oh, oh, oh. That's how Gumby actually killed the blockheads in the end. <laughs> but, <laughs> quick, Pokey, they're stuck in this book. Off to the wheat thresher. Oh, you know what? You just did it. That's the movie that M. Night could star in. It's Gumby the movie. I'm going inside this book now, Pokey. Oh, wait. Bye. Oh, no, there are scrunts in here. Let's go into the village. Quick, let's skate away. <laughs> His fucking one-foot skate slide thing. That was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. I wish I could slide like Bunky. What? <laughs> Did you say Bunky? Bun- Did you say Bunky the Clown? Wait, Ted... <laughs> Gumby Bundy? <laughs> Did you oh like a serial killer Gumby? I like it. I like it a lot. <laughs> He's going into all sorts of books, killing all the heroines. Oh, there you Look go. Look out, mm-hmm. Jane Eyre, here he comes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he went into the history books and became Jack the Ripper. <laughs> that didn't exist until Gumby went back in time and <laughs> murdered a bunch of people. Wow. Yeah. Mostly prostitutes. Mostly. (laughs) Actually, yes, exclusively prostitutes. They're called narfs. (laughs) Right? Because there's a madam narf. Okay. But this is the... We're talking about my favorite part of this movie right now. That's possible? Because he carries her outside. He's like, all right, I'm going to throw you at the nearest bus stop. Let's (laughs) go. And so he's he's all right. Here we go. Put your shoes on. Homeless shelter time. It's homeless shelter time. <laughs> he's hauling this woman out of his house, and she's like, "Psst, here comes a scrunt." And he's like, "What did you call me?" And then like this thing starts running at him. Oh, so, I like it. So Paul Giamatti lets out this scream that is just fantastic. He is screaming a lot in this movie. And he's just like running, holding a grown woman running back into his house screaming. Wow. Science fiction. And like this is when he believes everything else she says as opposed to like, I don't know, some fucking coyote got loose. I'm not going to believe that I saw a grass wolf. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And he's trying to explain it the next morning to this animal control guy. Who's got a delicious Philadelphia accent, by the way. Oh, is that right? Yeah, yeah. I wasn't really paying attention. I know they kind of sound different down there. Yeah, it's a little, it's a fun accent. I can't uh, really do it. But so this dude is just like, uh, so it's like a dog, and he's like, no, it's its hair was matted down and clumpy, kind of like this blade of grass. <laughs> and I'm punching myself in the crotch. And he's like, it was green, man. You didn't see it. It was fucking green. Is she like slipping him drugs all oh, day? Oh, absolutely. She, he's That's, why he's dosed. Wake- That's why he's waking up and uh, like, like, how did I get here? <laughs> See, and this is the problem, and right? And at the end of the week, he's going to have a $1,200 bill, and that's going to be really expensive. <laughs> and some huge dude is going to come beat the shit out of him. <laughs> no, but like this, is, this was the first M. Night Shyamalan movie to not have a big twist at the end of it. And we're all waiting for this fucking twist, which I think is one of the main reasons why this movie was such a letdown for people. But like, right in that twist... He fell and hit his head. She's drugging him. Yep. This whole thing's fake. Right. Whatever the situation is, like you are the guy who wants to make 
Twilight Zone ideas into movies. You fucking Twilight Zone up this movie, goddammit. To be fair, this was the point of the movie was like, I'm not do I'm not I'm not a one trick pony, Andrew. I can oh, do whatever. You did it I'm- fucking four times before, you <laughs> See, stupid it, ass. Andrew, it was meant to be stupid all along. Oh, that's that's the, twist. That's the brilliant I intentionally it. made a terrible, terrible movie. Speaking of bad line deliveries and uh, it was meant- <laughs> Uh, uh, Drew Barrymore in Donnie Darko. It's meant to be ironic. Oh, <laughs> woof. Yeah, that's a bad one. Uh-huh. Whew. I enjoy that movie to this day, but she stinks up the screen in that movie. Oh, when she yells fuck, that's pretty funny. <laughs> Cellar door. It's like she doesn't know where she is. <laughs> Maybe that's a twist. Oh, that could be, too. Yeah. I, I You know, who wins? Richard Kelly or, or M. Night? I guess M. Night's made more movies that are actually pretty good. I would say yeah, M. Night. Yeah, he's got a bigger house for sure. What was the last Richard Kelly movie? So is I, it the I box? just remember South. Oh, right, right. The, the box. box is pretty good. They yeah. Kicked, they kicked him out of the Hollywood for that one. For, I, I, don't know, I don't know why. Man, Southland Tales. Yeah, that'll get, you, that'll get you kicked it's out. Terrible. It's terrible. And Chris Cabin loves it. So. <laughs> On DVD. <laughs> Bend over VHS collection. Here comes Southland Tales on DVD. <laughs> so I don't know. Like this is when, so. Like after he sees the scrunt, he totally believes it, and she's like. And this is when he gets started getting spoon-fed this story. And it's like, yes. I'm here to inspire a writer. Like, well, who do I know as a writer? Oh, weird. There's like nine writers in this fucking hippie <laughs> commune. Everyone is a writer. Mary Beth Hurt wrote a book. She's and like, at this point, there's a butterfly, which becomes stupidly important later. <laughs> and uh, uh, she wrote a book. Um, the, the film critic is a writer. The film critic, of course, is the, the writer there. Uh, there's um, what you would call it. Um, Jeffrey Wright is a crossword puzzle enthusiast. No, also, by the way, here's something. Nobody works in this place. Nope. Yep. I don't know what's going on. I think everybody's living off disability. I don't know. I feel like, and here's something that bothers me. These like the welfare state. Well, it should. No, the four, (laughs) the four dudes in this apartment. um, They they call it a poly family. Oh, I see. Uh, Jared Leto. Fucking each other. I don't know. I made that up. Jared Leto uh, and those other dudes. Jared Harris. Oh, Jared Harris. Excuse me. Yeah, Ooh. no Jared Leto. 30 Seconds to Mars was two doors down. <laughs> and then three doors down was three doors down. Ah, you I could love it. call me Superman, <laughs> scrunts. <laughs> wait, 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 three scrunt night? Three st- <laughs> anyway. It's been uh, a hard scrunt night, <laughs> and, and I've been, been working like a grass dog. <laughs> <laughs> Man, imagine if this movie was successful. <laughs> it will spit rye all over the equipment. No, oh, I can't ever imagine that. <laughs> yeah, what fucking alternate hellscape are you living well, in? We were kind of uh, walking around the biggest writer. There's M. Night, who turns out to be the actual writer we're looking for. The guy, yeah. Because he's, he's written like this sprawling hate manifesto <laughs> that's here's yes so let's just get into this he is destined to write this book that this fucking narf woman tells him <laughs> is going to inspire and change the world 
All I'm thinking is, yes, it's some sort of weird manifesto. Yeah. Well, it's also called the cookbook. Yep. Yikes, brother. Yep. Yeah, he's going to inspire like a future Timothy McVeigh. <laughs> exactly. Like, I. But do, it like needs he, to he happen. Does say it's a the... Midwest orator that he, that comes to power. Mm-hmm. This is one way to make this movie better. Is that they never say what the book's about, what this guy's at. He's like, right. And, and also, M. Night's terrible, but he's like, all of my ideas are about how to change the world for the better. And it's like, it never tells but you, like, like is it socialism? Like, is it fascism? They don't is say. Is it communism? Like, what yeah. are we talking about but here? It's very much in that ballpark because it's like on the conflicts and culture and politicians and yikes, buddy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, well, that, he definitely has another line where he's like, you know, when people read this, a lot of people are going to be pretty upset with what I have to say. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, what dude. hate speech are you peddling? I mean, it's the Turner Diaries all over again. <laughs> exactly, dude. This Put a bunch of nuts. fucking fertilizer in the back of your pickup truck. Um, is this guy, here's the question. Is this guy going to go to jail like Dinesh D'Souza? <laughs> Speaking of hate speech, that guy is a hateful monster. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. See his new movie, Hillary's America. Is that it real? Oh, dude, look up the trailer for Hillary's America. I will tell you one thing. One thing alone from this trailer. Okay. Uh, flaming horse bursting out of a painting. Uh, well, I know Whoa. what I'm doing this weekend. <laughs> I don't know if it's out yet, but the trailer's definitely out. Steve, and it's like, get in line. Well, no, I'm going to light a horse on fire. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was getting at. You know, you'd get more out of that experience than seeing any of his fucking awful movies. I never saw Obama's America oh, 2016. I, have you? No, have I, you? No, I saw the other one, Lies My Father Told Me. Oh, how oh, wait. Man. Oh, he did two Obama movies? I think he did, or maybe that's another one of that's those. That's probably a, like a knockoff. <laughs> oh, man, after the Dinesh D'Souza craze. Dude, you... you you essentially watched a sub Dinesh D'Souza movie. <laughs> I so, did, but so that was like walking into the brain of Donald Trump, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yep, exactly. Okay, it's like he might be a moose lamb. Is that, that that's would, the and, whole thing. Yep. Oh, oh Christ! Or his, or his dad was like communist and stuff, and like he's a Manchurian such and such, and all that good good stuff. You know what? Let's just do full communism, guys. <laughs> We've tried. Everything let's go the other way. Else. Else. Yeah, yes. let's do, yeah, let's do it. That's I mean yes. that's what I think our friend what's his name in the, I don't even know M Night is, is is that's but if if it's that if it's anything that I know what this movie is and like then this actually has a context right or you know honestly Paul Giamatti should just no. kill kill him yeah. <laughs> oh man I'll do him a favor oh man it's like the Maybe. fucking dead zone it yep. becomes the dead yep. zone He's the like, ice is gonna break <laughs> maybe the narf is here to warn against this guy or maybe we shouldn't trust this goddamn narf that's May- that's that's twist, twist of the movie the yep. wolf is the, the wolf is the good the they're good the good guy. guys they're yeah. the good that's guys that's exa- that's exactly right and I'll tell you here's the scene I'm envisioning right now uh-huh. uh huh Paul Giamatti goes to M Knight's apartment his name is Vic Ron by the way okay. He goes to the apartment. He's like, oh, hey, Vic, how's the writing going? Vic? Vic? And, like, you know, he's not home or whatever, right? And he's like, oh, let's take a sneak peek at the future of society here. And he starts reading some of it. Right. And the it's, Jews? The Jew <laughs> uses the black <laughs> as no. muscle. It's the, it's the O'Brien. It's, it's, the, it's, it's the O'Brien incident from Seinfeld. Exactly. And he's like, oh, no. Or maybe he walks in and it's like a black mass like it's like the book was actually the occult stuff oh nice and he's like 
He's bringing about hell on earth. <laughs> and that's why the su- that's why a supernatural narf would be at his door. Mm-hmm. And a scrunt, you know, maybe maybe you get David Ogden Steers back and the scrunt turns sure. into good old Dave. Oh. DOS, as I like to call him, DOS. Right, like, in, like, like a puff of smoke. <laughs> yeah. And then I was there. always here to stop it. Yeah. yeah. You screamed at me outside your pool earlier. <laughs> that was my people's way of saying hello. <laughs> you culturally insulted us. I mean, By the way, are you jerking off in there? <laughs> That's really weird and unsanitary. So none of that happens, unfortunately. And then, like, uh, basically, oh. um, like, it's one thing that, you know, fucking Paul Giamatti saw this grunt. And he goes up to, to Vic and he's like, you know, this lady that's living in my apartment now, she says, you're Jesus Christ or whatever. <laughs> you want to come meet her? Well, actually, he, like, dupes M. Night to come down. Yeah. It's something about, like, work order, like, paperwork stuff. And he's, he comes down and he's like, oh, my sister swears that she gave it to you. Oh, no, you gave that inflection. I'm going to have to ask you to take that line again. Oh, my sister swears that she gave it to you. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Nailed it. Let's print it. <laughs> and then Paul Giamatti's like, oh, it's right here. By the way, did you meet my pretty friend? <laughs> and then like... You want to sh- see the woman that's flopping in my house, man? <laughs> Dude, and Shyamalan is... This is like kind of the only good acting he's ever done because he's looking around and he's like... What did I step in right <laughs> yeah, now? Yeah, exactly. Hey, we're going to put on a movie. Why don't you <laughs> hang out? <laughs> I'm going to fire up some grass wolves. Perfect. You're going to be see fucking some... You're going to see some grass monkeys tonight, my friend. That funky monkey. I was a bit of a grass wolf in college, so I'll give it a try. By the way, when 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 he's introduced to Bryce Dallas Howard, the, uh, the sisters like... Oh God, this is terrible! Right, the the sisters all like, yeah, he's a player. Oh, Ooh. it's the worst. She's like, oh, he's a player, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, shudder, <laughs> yeah. oh, shudder. Welcome left to right. Shutter Island, man. <laughs> <laughs> man, that's a movie I hate, and it's way better than this movie. Oh, really? I I remember kind of enjoying it. I got to rewatch it though. I didn't care for that 35 minute parlor scene at the end of that film. <laughs> I, this movie could have used a couple parlor scenes. This movie's an entire parlor is scene. That's true. Explaining left and right what's so, going on. Uh, he's instantly on board. At some point, uh, like Bryce Dallas Howard gets beat up by this fucking scrunt. Like it, th- th- mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're in like a hallway, and the scrunt breaks through the window yes. in slow motion. Slow motion, and I'll tell you what, that slow mo 2006 CGI doesn't hold up a lick on DVD. It does Ooh. not. Bend over, VCR. <laughs> Here comes DVD. <laughs> the now and forever final home entertainment system DVD is now available. Gotta catch them all. <laughs> <laughs> so, but she gets scratched on her legs like she just brought a cat into her house and like she's dead. Yeah. And like he's like, hey man, hey Vic, I gotta let this lady hang out in your bathtub for a while. And I'm like, no, Mr. Heap. No. <laughs> he fucking goes to uh, the... What's in his bathtub? Yeah, exactly. You don't want to know, man. <laughs> I got three other ones in there. They're all lined up. I'm full up and pretty ladies. This is the madam narf. I got a bunch of other narfs in there. You treat her with respect. Uh, it's not my fault that everyone in this building is so gosh darn creative. He goes there and then like... 
This is where, sorry, one of the worst lines in this movie occurs. Because he goes up to the the, uh, Korean chick and he's like, hey, ask your mom, what happens when a narf gets scratched? (laughs) But the stupid part of that is, the idea is... um, there, there, it's an old uh, Korean like bedtime story that like has mm-hmm. been passed on generation to generation. An oral history, if you will. That's not how oral histories. You can't just go in and be like, "Hey, what happens if someone hits James Bond in the head?" Like, it, <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Like, it's, if it's not in the story, then it's not in the story. Like, but every eventuality happens to be in the story. He, exactly. He, it's he, like uh, she's a she's like a living Wikipedia page. Yeah, for this like, oh shit. well, actually, if you get sc- sc- oh, narfs always happen to have medicine that's in the fucking pool that you happen to be in. There's always a fat guy ready to jump in a pool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, James Bond then orders his martinis. Stirred and not shaken. <laughs> oh, right. And you have to hit him again, and he goes back to shaking. Exactly, yeah. That's correct. He actually says, My name is James, James Bond. <laughs> <laughs> so she's like, Oh, there's like medicine that's always around. It's usually where that you find them. She's like, Ah, oh, get in the fucking pool. And this is when he turns into a Navy SEAL. And he goes underwater for like 20 minutes. He finds some door in the pool. This is like a creepy fucking hobo cavern inside a pool. <laughs> yeah. He's like his... a hider in a pool. <laughs> Dude, it's like, like and very juicy as, as the Madam Narf. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we've got a movie. Yes, make her just a narc. Uh, wait, narc? Narf? Yeah. <laughs> and then Gary Busey can be the madam. Oh, yeah. He- hey, Mr. Heap, I'm the madam narf. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> I was hiding in your pool. <laughs> Pull up a she shall have a seat. <laughs> we got a lot to discuss. <laughs> yeah, I've been coming in your pool, so what? <laughs> That's all the race these days, isn't it right to your body? Squatters rats, Mr. Heap. I live in this pool. It's my pool now. Can I call you Cleveland? <laughs> he uncovers this door, and it's like fucking Ariel's collection from the Little Mermaid. It's There's so Ariel's bottles collection. and fucking forks. <laughs> so many forks. <laughs> and like shit that she's just stealing from people at the pool. And he finds some like fucking geode and like... He almost dies, and then, like, he finds some a, a glass where he breathes water. And, I mean, like, this guy's just a fucking pool man. Not even. <laughs> he is a emotionally damaged former doctor that is the superintendent of this massive apartment He was compound. a doctor? Yeah. yeah. That, you find that out a little wait, bit later in the film. So he got disbarred? Or, wait, does that's not how that works. <laughs> <laughs> that's a law, man. I don't know if he lost his medical license, but he must. It's, he insinu- it's insinuated that he couldn't be a doctor anymore because his family was butchered. They're like, oh, why are you hiding here? Because apparently he was a genius doctor. Hold the, hold the phone. I was he- Philadelphia's best brain surgeon. He was operating on his own family, wasn't he? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, they've been murdered. (laughs) I can put it back together. (laughs) He's like a Frankenstein monster. Not monster, a doctor. A a Frankenstein doctor. (laughs) What do they call him? A Dr. Frankenstein. (laughs) Let me hit you in the head. You say that right. (laughs) (laughs) It is ridiculous, though. He becomes this, like... Competitive deep water diver. I mean, try watch. Put this scene on in this movie. Don't watch the movie at all. But put this scene on and just try to hold your breath as long as Giamatti does. You know I, that uh, Michael Phelps is a bit of a grass wolf. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, actually, you want to make a supercut? You take the Mario sixty four underwater theme, superimpose that because yep. it's kind of like 
You got a little fat guy running around the water? Dude, you're right. at the two pieces of the red pie, man. Yeah, you're he's... running out of air. <laughs> that oh, fucking... Oh, no. <laughs> man, no one drowns cuter than Mario in that game. <laughs> that was always creepy. Oh, uh, yeah. Ba- Bowser was always <laughs> laughing. While you... I guess Bowser's been jerking off to your trauma the whole time. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. Yeah. Nothing but sexual gratification out of watching that poor plumber suffer. <laughs> So, uh... I mean, everybody, he gets, slowly but surely, everybody is involved in this thing. Because Bryce Dallas Howard's story, mm-hmm. uh, story's story, as it were, is that, uh, oh, there's fucking this person who's a healer, and there's these four guys that are a guild that are going to protect me. And this is all Ugh. so she can, like, get picked up by an eagle. Well, this is the stupidest part of the movie, though, is basically, he's like, I don't know, man. This crazy lady almost OD'd on my couch. Let me go back to the old lady. And it's like, oh, um, the only way she's going to understand that she's going to tell you the whole story uh, is if you pretend and if she sees you like a child. What the fuck is this? This is embarrassing. It is the it's. It's more embarrassing than the Rhino in Amazing Spider-Man. But and why, <laughs> why? Why does this even work? Like, like, does she think he's like a fat baby child? I think that she thinks he's slow. It's like a Tyrannosaurus oh. Rex can't see you if you don't move. So she he like, <laughs> act like a baby, and this woman won't be able to see that you're fucking forty-five-year-old bald Paul Giamatti. <laughs> like, I was thinking he should just like shave everything off. Oh, oh nice, yeah, like, dude. I'm a baby. <laughs> oh god, that'd be terrifying. Dude, he just <laughs> this is what he does, right? He goes in, he sits on her couch, and shits his pants. He's like he's like moving his feet around like a little kid, and he drinks milk, dude, the and he milk gets a milk mustache. mustache. Oh, just dripping milk, and he's like. It's like, ew. It's, it's disgusting, it's, man. It's much weirder than whatever perversion he has on Billions, which I've heard is pretty intense. Oh, he's got a perversion on that show? That's what I hear. I've heard that as well. Oh, man. I feel like... I probably I want to watch Billions because I, I know. like Paul Giamatti, and I want to watch him do stuff. I like Damien say, Lewis, man. That sure. dude's awesome. That's a, that's a power team. See him in the not-so-great Our Kind of Traitor. Traitor? Tra- like traitor. Tra- like traitor. Tra- okay, not a traitor, like a day trader. No, not an importer exporter like a uh, someone going against their country. <laughs> Damien Lewis should play Art Vandalin. <laughs> great movie. Like George Costanza finally meets the real Art Vandalin. Like it's an actual guy. Oh, yeah. Like, hello, hello, George. <laughs> Heard you've been using my name, George. <laughs> That's what's good about our kind of trader. <laughs> He's using his real voice in that movie. Oh, that's good. Thankfully. Oi, I'm a <laughs> chimney sweep now, ain't I, Gulliver? That's exactly right. <laughs> so he gets this story, and he uh, basically, uh, um, M. Night's sister has to do this thing where she's like, because like I guess stories not allowed to tell anybody. Narfs don't narc, dude. Oh, that's, <laughs> oh shit! That's, Put that on a fucking t-shirt. Put that on a tattoo. This is <laughs> welcome back to Narf School, everybody. <laughs> Rule number one is Narfs don't narc. <laughs> Rule number two is you don't talk about Narf School. <laughs> if if you're a Narf and you narc, I'm gonna have that scrunt bite your throat out. <laughs> the only people you can talk to are elderly Koreans. <laughs> So, like, M. Night's sister does this horseshit thing where it's like, 
when me and my friends wanted to, you know, tell secrets but not say them out loud, we just asked each other questions and then we signaled whether or not that person was right. So then we have a five to seven minute sequence mm-hmm. of this woman asking story questions while story like dies in a shower like E.T. And Giamatti's like standing in like another room, like you know, asking the questions to this woman. I mean, it is obnoxious. And basically, there's a heel every time that not only that every time uh, a narf is around, a scrunt is trying to get her. But there's also rules that scrunts have to abide by. We find out that there's also something called the Tartutic, which are the, the monkey, the monkey grass monsters. <laughs> and then there's always a healer, a guardian, and a guild, and and a symbologist. Everybody following along. Who no. could care? And I mean, like, <laughs> and even we're an hour into this movie, and I'm like, dude, we're still explaining what this thing is, and we're not going to stop explaining, like Eric said, until fucking it says written and directed you by my child. That's On the right. Back of my fucking ticket, put a map because <laughs> I, I don't know what's going on. And so basically, like, through a, he goes up to uh, Bob Balaban because Bob Balaban. Is a movie expert, therefore knows how this horse shit works. Oh man, and this is one of the dumbest parts of this movie. I mean, and, and uh, fucking Bob Balaban's such a straw man in this movie. It bugs me so much because he's wasted. Yeah, like Bob Balaban is one of the funniest people out there. Yeah, and he's wasted in this movie doing shit like, oh hey, you're a film critic, you know what every character's gonna do before they do it, and then like Bob Balaban has to be like. Oh, well, this character trope is blah, blah, blah. And, like, just dryly explaining. And it gets so meta with this whole thing. For what and for whom? Because he is sticking it to all these people that were slamming him over the village. The village is a stupid fucking movie, everybody. I'm not naming names, but I know of a person Mm -hmm. who claimed that the village was the best movie in the year that it was released. No. Yep. This is someone I know, huh? Yep. Yikes. Not naming names on the air. <laughs> uh, but it's you'll truth. get somebody's That's... house. People but... will lose their job. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, uh, hey, Dan, can you come in here? <laughs> this podcast said that you had said that um, <laughs> The Village was the best movie in, in which the year it was released. I Because I won't. I can no, explain. No, no, Dan, I just... Dan, I want you to pack up your stuff. You've lost your job. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like it's suicide again for me. <laughs> Mm-mm-mm. No, 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 no. You've lost your job. <laughs> People should lose their job if they think The Village is the best movie of 2004. Are you kidding me? Oh, uh, 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 Fred, Ooh. come in here. I, I heard from another podcast that you said that The Lady, Lady in the Water is the best movie of the year that it came out, 2006. You've lost your life. <laughs> <laughs> There's a huge Russian behind him with exactly. piano wire. <laughs> <laughs> so somehow they, they decide that the... You have to, as the story goes, uh, have like a big party, but that nobody can see this narf when she's looking to get picked up by this eagle. (laughs) So he's like, well, looks like we're having a party. And he's going to all these, he goes to Jeffrey Wright, he goes to Mary Beth Hurt, he goes to Jared, Jared Harris. And everyone's just like, yeah, sure, man, I'll help out. Oh, wow, you've got some magic lady in your house and a grass wolf's trying to kill her? You know what? Yeah, you need... You, buddy. <laughs> you I got a grass monkey on my back. <laughs> I know that game. You need at least, like, three examples of someone closing the door in his face. Yes, exactly. Because the way it plays in the film yes. is everybody's like, fuck yeah, Mr. Heap, let's do it. Well, they're all on him. I love you, Mr. Heap. <laughs> 
You're the man now, Heap. <laughs> oh, man. Sean Connery and Bill Irwin's role. Better movie. Yep, totally. I mean, and I like Bill Irwin a lot. But yeah. More like Garbage Heap. <laughs> His first name should be Garbage. Yeah, Mr. G. Gordon Heap. <laughs> What's the G stand for? Garbage. Oh, how'd you guess? Never saw Garbage Eat Garbage before. <laughs> Cut to Paul Giamatti eating a a garbage place <laughs> eating an eclair <laughs> out of the trash <laughs> right, yeah. so the they throw this party and <sighs> basically the idea is like oh wait man where's this fucking eagle man <laughs> i was promised an eagle and i don't see a fucking no eagle brother you know what there's like 200 to 300 people that live in this apartment complex 30 of them are at this party. Someone's calling the cops eventually. <laughs> and the, the weird thing is, like, it, they're, they're, as an excuse, they're like, oh, we'll throw a party for the new guy who's Bob Balaban. And, like, basically, like, we find out that he got it wrong. Like, Paul Giamatti made the wrong assumptions. Oh, he cocked up the whole thing, yeah. And this wolf gets out. And it kills Bob Balaban. It's kind of like almost the scene from Ghostbusters, right? It's almost exactly <laughs> Lewis Tully outside of fucking uh, 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 um, the, uh, Tavern on the Green. Tavern on the Green. Thank you. Uh, you know, nice doggy, nice doggy. But no, instead it's like, well, actually, this is a fun. And it, it's a, it's his life, and he's talking to this grass dog, and he's like, well, actually. If this was a horror movie, I would be dead because, you know, blah, 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 blah. He's fucking but Jamie actually, Kennedy in Scream, he's dude. Like, actually, yeah. but this is more like a family-friendly film, and I'll probably get away and learn a valuable lesson. And he turns around and he gets fucking n- snarked or whatever that snorts. <laughs> <laughs> he gets, uh, what are they, snarked? Scrunted. Oh, yeah, he gets scrunted. Yeah, the oh, scruntening. Okay. <laughs> oh, shit. Welcome yeah. back to our minute-by-minute minute on the scruntening. <laughs> and you know what, dude? Like... Let's get a body count going. If that's the case, if the scrunt is killing people, let's, yep. let's do it up. I You're can't... letting it loose like at this party, dude. dude Come on. Members of that guild, Jared Harris can go. And this is like, one of let's those... have some memorable deaths. Those dudes are definitely expendable. And I'll tell you my biggest problem with mm-hmm. this guild of four fucking idiots in this movie. Yeah. Uh-huh. He doesn't have the balls, Shyamalan, to like make them actually be smoking weed. No. Uh, Wait, they're not? No. They're like Stop. fake stoners who they act stone, but they're clearly like smoking cigarettes. Well, it's a marijuana cigarette, right? No. It's like a fucking Marlboro yellow filtered. We're just smoking cigarettes. Because, you know, Disney's putting out this movie or whoever put this movie out. Warner Brothers. Oh, wow. What a fucking mistake. But the weird thing is, like, this is the first movie of his that's not scary at all. It's got that one jump scare where the grass dog jumps at the door. And this is terrifying in how bad it is. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, you have to, I mean, like, I get it. You don't want to be pigeonholed in whatever, but, like. I'm That's sorry, you're making mean. something with monsters in it, dude. Fucking scare it up a little. Exactly, exactly. And so basically, the story gets her leg scratched again, this time much worse. Ugh. Yeah, she and, falls on her rollerblades. And like, Giamatti's <laughs> like, oh, wait, I got it wrong, man. The, everyone was not the right person. So he gets the rest of the mm. cast, the rest of this building in. Including everybody's doing all this shit, just bothering even more people. And you know it's a Friday night, by the way. And like the ki- the little kid from Heroes is Jeffrey Wright's son. Oh, that's where that kid's from. Yeah. Oh, it was killing me. And he's like, "Oh, it's this." And now it's gonna be. We're gonna have to get the 
the the the the Hispanic family involved, mm-hmm. and they're going to watch this and stuff. And blah, blah, blah. I'm already asleep. <laughs> and like Story's like passed out, and her hair turns blonde at this point. Yeah, oh, no. she's dying much wow. like E.T. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> and basically, we spend another 20 minutes. The funny thing is we spend this other 20 minutes getting everyone together doing this ceremony. And, he's like, and the kid's like, oh, I got that wrong again. And I'm like, dude, are you fucking kidding me? What's awesome is it's around this time. You see, actually, it's kind of funny because they agree to do this quickly, but they also turn on Giamatti very quickly. Because when the kid's like, oh, I think I fucked it up. I'm sorry. Bill Irwin is just like, this woman is dying. And we're talking about a a family bedtime story. And this is bullshit, Paul Giamatti. Yeah, like, call the fucking cops. You know what, dude? There's a wolf outside. Let's call the cops and figure it out. Like, everybody, Mary Beth Hurt, fucking Bill Irwin, all these stoners, everybody's like, you know what, man? I don't want to watch a woman die tonight. How about that, Mr. Heap, if that is your real name? And this is the emotional climax of the film, which is like, oh, I guess I'm the healer, man, because the butterfly came to me, or whatever, whatever, or shit. (laughs) And basically, like, it's like, oh, and the little kid's like, you have to, like, talk about your dead family to bring her back and clap your hands. He's like, are you sure you're reading that right? Because this is going to be really hard for me. And he's just like, oh, man, it's like what every day I close my eyes, I think of your faces, and I see God, man. And everyone's like, dude. This is getting dark. I see your faces, and it reminds me of God. And I'm like, mm-hmm. why? <laughs> hey, and what he took from me? <laughs> Fuck you, God! <laughs> I'm Frank Castle, the fat punisher. <laughs> you got to have a little little physical prowess to punish. Mm. Hey, by the way, this movie's like 25 minutes too long. Oh, easily. Because it's about, like, wait, wait. How long is this movie? An hour and 45 minutes. That's how too long it is. <laughs> <laughs> because, like, they have this whole party scene, and the whole thing goes tits up. Yep. And then we just have to do the same exact thing again. Twice over, because the kid's like, oh, I messed that up, man. And I'm <laughs> like, are you ever loving kidding me? And then they do it again, and then, like... They bring everybody outside, and the she gets healed by P- Paul Giamatti's tears, which is beautiful. Right. Isn't like a scrunt come out of the mist now and it threaten them? Yes, and also the scrunt's, I guess, breaking the rules, and the Tartuta can't see it or something. Oh, fuck, dude, really? Oh, that's right. Yeah, these these <laughs> oh, these man. these grass dogs, dude, uh-huh. are not abiding by this bullshit code of honor that all these creatures live by. Oh man, it's. It's the thirteenth of the month. All scrunts are all bets are off with the scrunts. <laughs> Every scrunt is a wild card. Oh my god! Did you check the date? It's a scrunt purge. Oh man, the scrunt anarchy. <laughs> scrunt election year. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> That would be awesome, dude. It's like the one scrunt who's learned to speak English is running for president. <laughs> totally. Don't blame me. I voted for Kodos. I love the idea of... I like the idea of two parties, one for the purge, wherein everyone dies. And yes. the other one's like, I don't know. Maybe I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll go out on a limb and say I'm against the purge. <laughs> Are in, in that world, do you think there's these un, these these fucking... Anomalies that we call undecided voters. <laughs> yes. In the purge anarchy, they're like, I don't know. Sell me on the purge. 
<laughs> Sell me on why this is a good idea. Well, I just don't know. <laughs> well, the idea about the purge is everyone's a secret serial killer, I guess. Yeah, or that's enough idea. people are. Oh, Most of us. They're yeah. out there, man. Mm-hmm. We, you indulge in, you know, the id, man. I mean, I feel like, you know, what's going to happen on Purge Night? Everyone's torrenting movies, you know? <laughs> everyone's, everyone's torrenting every movie they can. Oh, dude, the Purge Night, the internet is so fucking slow. <laughs> that sucks. That's when you have to break out your old DVD collection. <laughs> when the internet is down, the DVD collection is dead. <laughs> Bend over, Netflix. It's DVDs to the rescue. <laughs> Oh, man. Case of emergency. <laughs> you just keep a... Dude, one, like, 100-slat <laughs> binder of DVDs oh, yeah, in dude. a closet. Yep. For Purge Night? For Purge Night. When the internet inevitably gets slow, thanks yeah. a lot. People getting murdered at Time Warner Cable. <laughs> you just pop in some DVDs. You don't have to worry about it. Perfect. I like that idea. Per- perfect for the Purge. This is all around a better movie than Lady in the Water. Oh, for sure. Purge Anarchy is such a better movie than Lady in the Water. Oh, I gotta check it out. hundred times. Purge Everybody m- keeps saying it's a good movie. Purge 1 is terrible. Yes. Purge 2 is fun. Ooh. I like fun. Hey, I like fun. It's just Punisher, but not fat Punisher. No, right? it's, 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 in sh- <laughs> it's skinnier Punisher, actually. <laughs> so also, Paul Giamatti, he thinks... Initially, he thinks that he's like the protector of this woman. I'm the fucking guardian, man. I'm the guardian of Gahul. <laughs> uh, have you looked in the mirror lately? <laughs> you fucking couldn't guard a box of... Krispy Kreme donuts. <laughs> My lord, what are you of... fucking Don Rickles over there? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, having fun in there, donuts? <laughs> Running around? <laughs> you baby gorilla. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Uh, why don't you get a horse and go move up the mountains? Don't bother anyone. <laughs> Dirty work, much better moving the lady in the water. Oh, of course. Thousand times. Screwed is a better movie than Lady in the Water. A thousand times. <laughs> Scrunt is. <laughs> Scrunt the motion well, picture? No, I, I disagree. I much prefer Scrunt election here. <laughs> <laughs> and Scrunt, Scrunt Anarchy. Scrunt Anarchy well, is pretty yeah. good. That's yeah. probably the best one. Mm-hmm. So, it's like the Empire Strikes Back <laughs> of the Scrunt trilogy. <laughs> Those Scrunt prequels, though, don't get me started. <laughs> And, dude, the fucking Scrunt Awakens is just a ripoff of the original Scrunt. That is, like, the same movie. It is. It's, like, beat for beat, the same movie. Thank you, Paul W. Reddit. (laughs) First of all, a woman couldn't do that battle to a Scrunt. (laughs) She She doesn't have the physical prowess to be a guardian. You know who does, though? Freddy Rodriguez, who's, like, batting this thing away with a pool vacuum. Well, the idea is that the Scrunt... All mm-hmm. it takes is the Guardian to look at it, and then the Scrunt can't move. And I'm like, well, there goes my tension, everybody. Yep, you did it. You're staring down Ooh. the thing I want you to, like, fight or something. And, and then, like, all these grass monkeys come out and kill it. Yep, that's it. They, all these grass monkeys jump from the trees and beat it to death. And mm-hmm. the, they, they kind of have a Groot vibe. Mm-hmm. They do. Have a, they're very Groot, actually. Um, and then, like, this bird comes down. Fucking finally, man! And working my tits off waiting for this bird! Well, I mean, that, that bird's, you know, it just came from Mordor, and boy, <laughs> are its arms tired. 
I thought it was going there. Like that. Like <laughs> it's it. Like my it's, route. it's like the battle of the two whatever towers. Dude, yeah. that would be awesome if th- it turned out. Dude, here's your twist ending. Oh, shit. This bird picks up Bryce Dallas Howard and drops her in a fucking flaming volcano. I'm okay with that. <laughs> that would be great. And then Andy Circus jumps in after. <laughs> <laughs> And then what's, like, the most infuriating about this movie, man, is that this bird comes, Bryce Dallas Howard disappears. I have to go. My planet needs me. And then it is a hard cut to credits, man. Like, anything even ha- I mean, like, what the... Of- f- but, like, what would ha- Like, after that happens, what is Heap talking to these people about? <laughs> there yeah. has to be something going on. You know, what it, you know what it should be? It's a thing where it's like they wake up and nobody fucking remembers anything. Yeah. yeah. It's like, looks like we all got pretty loose at this party. <laughs> and, like, they help, like, Mr. Heap clean up. Nobody remembers the scrunting. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, but what happens is there's a couple of lines of dialogue between M. Knight, who's the star of this film, and like <laughs> he finds out that he's going to die. Like He's like, oh, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm, my book is going to be so wonderful, and all of the people will finally pay, and so will I. Yeah, well, that's, well, so, yeah, the thing is, mm-hmm. he's not... He inspires with his words the savior of the world. Uh-huh, like there's a right. boy who reads his book who grows up to be like a revolutionary president, basically. Right. So yeah, from from publishing Mein Kampf two, <laughs> yeah, totally this happens. And you know he's like I I you keep saying that this boy is gonna read my book, but you don't say that I get to meet this boy. So I'm presuming that I'm dead. <laughs> and she's just like, yeah, yeah, you get killed over a cookbook. <laughs> And it's fuck off, mom. <laughs> and it's ridiculous because like her parting words to him, like she's getting ready for this bird to pick her up. She's like hailing the bird down, and she's like, "By the way, your sister has seven children. You only live to meet two of them. There's your timeline." Oh fuck! You're pregnant with twins. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Dude, and then that's an interesting Twilight Zone movie. Uh-huh. Does he or does he not kill his sister? Oh, easily. Because it's possible yeah. if she doesn't give birth to the second child, he lives. Dude, kill them all. Lock that book away. Have it, uh, have it get out when, when you die as an old man. Throw, the, throw the whole timeline off. I guess that's the question, right? Yeah. If you guys were told like you're going to write a you know, revolutionary piece of literature... Mm-hmm. It would have but to be you're about gonna, the, you're gonna, it would have to be about the Green Lantern, right? right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Something about the storyline well, that you decide to tell about those jewelry wearing aliens uh, <laughs> is going to change the world. But serious, to seriously answer your question, I would definitely publish it, even if it meant my own death, because then I would live on immortality, changing everything forever. So, oh, but it that's depends. True. Like, what are we my ego about? outweighs my mortal coil. Are you the dude? Are you um, Zephyrin Cochran? You know, or are oh, you Hitler? Shit. Like, I would. Like, if I'm Zephyrin Cochran, that's cool. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh, man, you literally solved it all. You know. Well, that's why I would need to be like, hey, Narf, <laughs> how about some more details as to what exactly is, uh, you know, what, what exactly my work is being right. inspired uh, to, to, to Got help. any uh, thoughts for chapter 20 here? <laughs> Gotta <stop. laughs> got try to finish this book. I mean, if you, 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 know, what, you know what it's supposed to be, so... <laughs> Why don't you just tell me what you'd like to see? <laughs> what I love is I and I stuck around through the end credits of this. Ooh, a stinger scene, huh? There's not a stinger, no. but there is there's a line at the, the end of this. For Thanos. It says, To my daughter, 
I'll tell you this story one more time, and then it's time for bed. If I were this oh. daughter, I'd be like, you know what? Never tell me this story again. How about that? How about you leave me out of this one? <laughs> you know what, dude? But no, but that, that's that's the that's the story behind this. Where this was a no. bedtime story he told to his children. That's a and fucking they, dumb story. And they passed right out. Dude, that, that, you want to put somebody down. Yeah, that's true. You just, just like you pretend to be asleep so dad will shut the fuck up about <laughs> scrunts and narfs. And tartu dicks and fucking Paul Giamatti when what? I'm trying to sleep. What an asshole. Did he actually tell his kids, and then Cleveland Hep, the superintendent of the building. Oh, no, Cleveland Hep down, down the street. He's the cool one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what is his name? Uh, Heap. 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 Oh, right, yeah. Garbage. Cleveland Heap. Hep is played by Gerard Way. Yeah, Hepcat. <laughs> Hepcat Hep is down the road. He's a cool guy. Better movie. Oh, yeah. Gerard Way, by the I way. I don't know. That's the, the first thing that I can think of. Weird. <laughs> hey, you're the first person in history that the first person they thought of was Gerard Way. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and that's this dumb movie. Would anybody sitting in this room recommend it? No, man, if I never had... I mean, I do think, it, honestly, all of his other movies, including The Last Airbender, including The Village, I would so rather watch any of those movies. Including After Earth? Ooh. Yes. yes, yes, because yes. at least there's alien shit. Yep. And there's at least Will Smith's doing stuff. Not really. He's well, they're fighting movie. scrunts, right? They're, they're <laughs> fighting space scrunts. Space scrunts. Sprunts. Uh, no, I wouldn't recommend this. This is fucking cancer. <laughs> Cinematic cancer. Oh, no. that Yeah, I guess that, too. Oh, are you saying we should all go to the doctor? Yes. Oh, all right. Definitely. Fair definitely enough. check out your fucking narfs after this one. <laughs> oh, no. My family went to see an M. Night Shyamalan movie. Now they're all fucking dead, man. <laughs> oh, that's, that's the twist. Oh, him him getting out of the village and his family's dead. Oh, or maybe him getting out of Lady in the Water and his family's dead. <laughs> I don't know. It's like it's like a time paradox. Oh man, why did I let my wife keep cyanide in her purse? <laughs> they took the fucking easy way out, man. I sat through the whole fucking thing. <laughs> yeah, I would not recommend this movie. I still say to this day, the best reaction to this movie is the gentleman. Behind me, walking out of the movie theater, who threw a large Diet Coke against the wall <laughs> while screaming, I paid $80 to bring my family to this. Like, that is the best response to this movie. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you got fucking duped, dude, because you liked all those other movies, and then you came to this, and what a 180 garbage fest. It, it's angry making. Yes, yeah. it made me angry. Because at least um, any of those other movies, like, you know where you are at a certain point, and it just happens, and then it's over with. Or there's a big twist at the end, and you go, oh, wow. And there's nothing like, that's convoluted about them. This, it's, this is so convoluted, and it all takes place in a fucking dump apartment. Well, not a dump It's supposed to be yeah, a yeah. dump apartment building. And that's it. Like, like it's please, cheap garbage. Follow Paul Giamatti to the fucking bodega for something. You know what something. I mean? Let me at see least, Philadelphia. Yeah, at least the village. You got to see the woods. Yeah, the beautiful You got woods. to see a car. You don't, you don't, <laughs> I don't even think you see a car in this movie. You get movie. to see a ladder later in that movie? <laughs> exactly. Sick ladder cameo at the end I of that there's movie. there's a knife. <laughs> That is Lady in the Water from 2006, directed and starring and written by <laughs> M. Night Shyamalan. If you want more We Hate Movies, check out whmpodcast.com or find us over at sideshownetwork.tv. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. We are at whmpodcast. Right into the mailbag, We all hate movies at gmail.com. Rate and review the program wherever you get it. 
we would greatly appreciate you that as well. You really got to do that. Oh, yeah. Because, you know. Helps I mean, us out. Exactly. I mean, the enemies are at the gates. That's yeah. all I'm going to say. <laughs> it would really help if you would just maybe, if you got any enjoyment out of the show, maybe you give a little back. You, you know, yeah, exactly. You don't want these scrunts taking us over, man. They're, oh, yeah. They're our scrunts, man. That's the thing. You don't want to tune in next week and someone's like, welcome to Scruntcast. <laughs> yeah, there are a lot of pod scrunts out there. <laughs> Now, next week on the program, we're going to the final frontier. Oh. That's right. Star Trek V, colon, the final frontier. William the, Shatner's directorial debut, maybe? Right, right. As I think an alternate title is uh, The Search for Chris Cabin. <laughs> That's right, gang. Returning to We Hate Movies. Oh, you're kidding me. After a long absence, Chris Cabin, back in studio to talk about this movie with us. Can you believe that? No. Yeah, we I got the teleporter working, guys. We well, did. We're going to try to bring is, him back. Yeah, he actually did die, but we do have the Genesis device. Don't ask <laughs> questions. And we're going to resurrect him. Right now, he's a weird baby, but by the time we record next week, yeah. you should Yeah, be he'll be fine. He's, he's like screaming right now, we're and his head's like growing too fast for the rest of his body. <laughs> we're going to put him in front of the TV. It'll catch up <laughs> on a bunch of movies, and he'll be fine. He'll be fine. So until next week with Star Trek V, The Final Frontier, and the return of our good friend Chris Cabin, I'm Andrew Jupin. Steven Seda. Eric Siska. Take it easy. Take it easy.